the podcast where a gay veteran and his emotional support Canadian scream into the void about the Mormon church. If you want to reach us, we are on Instagram at notsopeterpriesthood. And you can email us at notsopeterpriesthood at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy! I saw a meme with this like pink rat, and it's like when you spend too much, when you're fair skinned and spend too much time out in the sun, <laughs> the rat like paw, hands or feet are all like laid out so it's not touching itself. And <laughs> My parents took us to Texas for a wedding one time, and while we were there, we went to the Wet and Wild like water park or whatever in um, Dallas Fort Worth, I think. My parents didn't put sunscreen on us in Alberta. Oh, so bad. I still have scars from the blisters. <laughs> it was so bad. And they had rented a car. And for whatever reason, we had taken my cousin with us. And so it was just a car because my parents just had two kids at the time. So my parents were in the front. And the three of us were like on the bench in the back. And as we were driving back to like the hotel or whatever, we would like turn with the car and we'd all be like, oh, 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 oh. it was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. I didn't even want my dad to spray like the after burn stuff because just even like the feeling of that touching me, I was like, don't touch me, don't touch me, don't touch me. <laughs> I used to get worse. gnarly sunburns on my nose, especially like oh, I get no. blisters on my nose and stuff. I'm like <laughs> consistent about putting sunscreen on my face, even in the wintertime, because I have so many freckles <laughs> that I like, it's like in my face that I have like sun damage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bored. and we went to a food truck yesterday and they were like having issues so we'd ordered and we paid and we stood there in the blazing sun on the concourse for like oh. 50 minutes oh. i'll start over i'll say my four-year-old has a little bit of red on his <laughs> neck and he i touched it and said does this hurt because <laughs> i'm a really good parent and he was like no and I said, good, now go back to, you know, destroying the world and <laughs> taking down regimes. He's so oh. aggressive. Even with his love, he's so aggressive. Like, he oh. came into my room this morning. He, like, walked in. He's like, mommy. <laughs> buddy. And he, like, came to the bed. And then he just, like, jumped. It's like, <laughs> full on. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> like, I just love you. And I was like, must clean. <laughs> so cute. Whereas my other one so like gentle and sweet and then I have <laughs> bomb going off all the time. Oh my word. Anyways, can you tell I don't I'm scared of what we're talking about today. <laughs> well, it's a fun segue that you said was uh uh taking down regimes and um <laughs> that has Ooh. to do a little bit with our topic. Are we gonna burn the patriarchy today? <laughs> uh, I wish. I wish. Yeah. We're gonna um okay. Hmm. I don't even know how to even start this, but oh, we're just going to jump into it because it's, you know, lovely. Let's see. Where am I at? Um, before we get into this, uh, this will be the past, but it's Father's Day today. And oh, yeah. I just wanted to say a lot of people have complicated relationships with their fathers, it's especially Exmo, mm-hmm. queer, you know, whatever you are. You know, there's a lot of complicated relationships. So I hope that now and in the future you just are mindful of that and when you talk to your friends and when you're mindful with yourself just listeners just be good to yourselves and um know that you're this is just a holiday that's you know and you can you can focus either focus on the good or you can focus on i personally am having a complicated relationship with my father right now it's always been complicated but um i'm trying to navigate that myself so and i'm just trying to figure out the best way to do that, but um, one unhealthy thing is to that my family does is just pretends that <laughs> pretends everything, happen. Yeah. everything's normal, everything's fine. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> yes, Happy Father's Day to all the dads, people who have issues with their dads, moms who are doubling as dads, yeah. mm-hmm. people who've lost their dads. Yeah. Yes. Just everyone take care of yourselves. Because, yeah, it's a very, same with Mother's Day. It can be a very complex 
day for feelings. So I'm taking my kids to a movie because I'm dad today. So. <laughs> also, that movie is very good for Father's Day, but also very hard for Father's Day. So just be prepared oh. for that one. It's elemental, people. Everybody yeah. needs to go watch it. And it's yeah. amazing. I cried. Yeah. Was not prepared for the tears, but it's oh. so good. I know. Uh, I'm going yes. with my neighbor. And I, I told her that you, I'm not just going with her. Like, we're taking all our kids because we're both singling it, single mom mission today. So uh-huh. um, and she, I told her that you cried. She was like, we just bought tickets. Why would you tell me that before? <laughs> it's fine. We'll yeah. sit together and cry. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Also, while you were watching it, the relationship between uh, the two main characters, just think of, like, queer relationships, too. Like, it's not just, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's very telling about, like, all sorts of relationships, but it's just, it's beautiful. Anyway, that's all I'm going to spoil anything else, so. Um, All right, you ready for the fun? Oh, all right. Uh, This is a headline. (laughs) I'll just give you what we're going to talk about. U.S. Christian right group hosts anti-LGBT training for African politicians. What? <laughs> uh, this was back in 2020. Um, hate group Family Watch International is teaching high-level politicians across Africa how to campaign against sex education and LGBT rights. Why am I talking about this on an Exmo podcast? Guess who founded it? Oh, a Mormon. No. Oh, no. <laughs> it's led by a Mormon woman. A Mormon uh, woman? Yeah. Shame on you. Let me see. We're going to go into her little... So, this is from Reddit, but it says... Let's see. Uh, Sharon Slater. Sister Sharon Slater is a Mormon. I'll just give you a quick biography of her, maybe, if this will pull up. <laughs> Sharon Slater is the president of Family Watch International, a nonprofit organization in consultative status with the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations. She also chairs the UN Family Rights Caucus and is consultant to family, family to multiple UN member states, including African and OIC countries on human sexuality and family policy issues. Sharon writes a regular column for the Family Watch, an online publication read in over 170 countries, and she has authored numerous policy briefs on family issues. She also chairs the Global Family Policy Forum for UN ambassadors and delegates held annually. She is the author of highly acclaimed book, Stand for the Family, a call to responsible citizens everywhere, filled with social science-based talking points and research on, this is from their point of view, by the way, mm-hmm. so, and research on many sensitive talk, topics, including on human sexuality. Stand for the Family has been used by pro-family and pro-life advocates around the world to successfully defend marriage, family, and life in public policies. Sharon is a worldwide, world-renowned speaker, having presented at many international government events and World Congress and family conferences around the world. She is the director of multiple acclaimed documentaries, the uh, ones The War on Children, Understanding Same-Sex Attraction, Porn Pandemic, Porn Pandemic, Cultural Imperialism, <laughs> Sharon founded and chairs the Families for Orphans Project and is an advocate for international and domestic adoption. In 2007, Sharon was selected by American Mothers, Inc. as the Arizona Mother of the Year. She, she and her husband, Greg, are the per- parents of seven children, including three siblings from Mozambique, orphaned by HIV, HIV AIDS, whom they adopted, and they have five grandchildren. I mean, <laughs> at least she has... This is what drives me crazy. These... um pro-life people were in our neighborhood last week putting out really graphic pamphlets which i could go on a whole tangent about how they're doctored images because that's not what an aborted fetus looks like but anyways but they didn't catch me and i'm really happy for them because i like to ask (laughs) pro-life people how many children they have taken from foster care and are caring for because it's usually zero they are not pro-life they are pro-birth they don't care about the child once it's out of the uterus. So exactly, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I mean, I guess I have to give her credit that at least she's sort of, you know, walking the walk that she has children yeah. she's taken in. I guess, but everything else about her sounds absolutely terrible. There's that one little sliver, but yeah. and we're gonna it's get like into the Mormon more church. There's like one good thing surrounded by blah. <laughs> Uh, all right. So Family Watch International is a U.S. Con- Christian conservative organization described by civil rights av- activists as a hate group for its anti-LGBT stance, has been coaching high-ranking African politicians and religious civic leaders to oppose comprehensive sexual sexuality education across CSE um, across the continent. 
For at least a decade, African ambassadors to the United Nations have been invited to FWI's annual training program in the U.S. The focus of the training is on opposing both LGBT rights and CSE, which the U.N. defines as the education of children and young people about sexual health, well-being, and dignity. FWI's training for African leaders also includes practical sessions on how to negotiate at the U.N. FWI President Sharon Slater and her husband, Greg Slater, who is the group's senior legal advisor, also hold receptions for the 20 or so politicians at their suburban home in Gilbert, Arizona. By day, Greg Slater is vice president and senior director of global regulatory affairs of the microchip giant Intel, which has publicly backed equal rights for LGBT people. So well, he's how can he be a part of a hate group and exactly. work for a company that... What? Mm-hmm. Ah! But in his role at FWI, he advises the organization on legal strategies to push their anti-LGBT agenda and also presents some of the diplomats' training sessions. I hate this so much. Yep, it's from 2020, so it's been three years. And we've seen in recent news um, how Uganda is, like, has, um, that Africa has some of the worst laws against LGBTQ people in the world. And um, so this is just like the beginning of that, I think. And I think it's always been there, but like now there's finally like we have groups like this that are pushing them to do this. Yeah, they have an agenda to get. Why? So Zambia's ambassador to the African Union, Emmanuel Mwamba, confirmed to Open Open Democracy that he has attended two diplomat training sessions hosted by FWI in the U.S. And earlier this year, he gave one of the program's keynote speeches. Since attending his first FWI training, Mwamba has been vocal against CSE in Zambia. So he's against the um, comprehensive sexuality education. In a, straight sex. Yeah. Yep. Girl, there was this thing on Twitter where this woman, the LDS woman, was like shaming David Archuleta for like anal sex. And saying that, like, he's going to be used by all these men and blah, blah, blah. And they're disgusting what she was saying about it. And I'm like, you are nasty. And and I was like, so I responded. I said, newsflash, straight people have anal sex also. It's not just for gay It's not just a gay thing, yeah. Also, mind your own fucking business. (laughs) Like, Like, who is this woman that has so much time to sit and think about what David Archuleta does in his spare time? Yeah. Like, that's weird. That's weird. It's just, it's not, I see it all the time on there. I know Twitter's I a trash heap, but like, oh, totally, yeah. it's, um, because it's a trash heap, you get people that are so uncensored about stuff and yeah. like, unfiltered about things like that, well, that they just say the shit that they want to say. Yeah. And it's disgusting that they, these people that claim, you guarantee she goes to church and is like, oh, yeah. oh I know this church I'm so is Christ-like. and everything's great and blah, blah, blah. You know, and like, yeah. The hypocrisy of it all and like the the two facedness of it all is just disgusting to me because picture in your mind social who media the Mormons is. are unhinged like yeah. so unhinged. And like, Twitter especially is just even I, I saw the new Mormon Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah, you sent it to yeah, him. I sent it to you. <laughs> and he's got like perfect white teeth. Like, and... where did he get those veneers? And can I get his like dentist's phone number? Those are beautiful. Yeah. But I started reading the comments and I was like, the fuck is happening? You like everyone just needs to drink some water and sit down. Like, <laughs> oh my word. I just like watch this exchange between a Christian and a Mormon going back and forth about why Mormons aren't Christian. And it was so <laughs> like the Mormon was so aggressive. And the Christian was like, you don't believe in the same Christ as all Christians. You can't claim that you're Christian. And they were like, we're Christian. The name of our church. And I was like, turn off your caps lock. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, sir, this is a Wendy's. It was highly entertaining, but I was like, but they have a point. Like Yeah. We've talked oh about it before. God. They don't they don't worship the same they don't even know and no. I think and I said that in our chat was that like they don't know Jesus like they know J Dog. Exactly. Like, they know him better than they know Jesus. Yeah, exactly. So of course they're gonna get his illustrations like the their vision of him wrong. Yeah, of course, of course. But I really do want his dentist's phone number. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, he was hot. 
There you go. I don't know. Smash. Smash. <laughs> smash or pass. Smash. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, did I just say I would smash Jesus? Okay. He did. So Mormon Jesus. that's awkward. Mormon just Mormon Jesus, Jesus though. <laughs> Although there's there's those Jesus on the cross, like his rock hard abs. And yeah, why like, does he have a twelve pack on the cross? Always <laughs> Seriously, like. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was All a right, weird so, tangent. <laughs> we'll just pretend that one. We'll just leave that one there. Um, <laughs> since attending his first FWI training, Mwamba has been. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm, he's been vocal against CSC in Zambia. Uh, in an article published last month, he writes that at the heart of CSC is a determined goal to achieve psych- to achieve sexualized children, make them less homophobic, and let them know that sex is a right with whoever they wish to have it with. So he's saying that it doesn't matter who you're attracted to. It's your right to be able to have a sexual relationship with whomever you love. Is that what it's saying? Yeah. Okay. So he's... I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> so the comprehensive sexuality um, education... That's the hate group the, stuff, right? The hate group stuff. And he's against CSE. So he is... That makes sense. Okay, now okay. We're, we're on the same page. I we was just it. like, we wait a second. Uh, UNAIDS, that's a, um acronym, I guess. UNAIDS? UNAIDS? I don't know. Executive <laughs> Director Winnie Bayan... Oh, my God. I'm going to... Bayanyima. I'm probably going to slaughter these names. Winnie Bayanyima from Uganda told Open Dem- Democracy... That's the people that wrote this article. That CSE is an integral part of the right to education and to health. It is not optional. It is not negotiable. Quality CSE puts the power of knowledge for prevention directly in the hands of adolescent girls and boys and young people to prevent HIV, early pregnancy, the trauma of maternal deaths, and sexual and gender-based violence, and to know where to get timely support. It sounds like they're doing – well, they're covering it, right? Like they're doing really good things, but it's on the – it's on the line of being anti-LGBTQ. They're only going to do these good things for people who are identify as straight. Oh, gotcha. Right? Like, if a girl but, comes in pregnant, they're going to support her because clearly she got pregnant by a man and was having straight sex. Mm-hmm. They're going to provide condoms to young women and young men who are sexually active so that they can, you know, that oh, sort of thing. Actually, FWI is is combining to ban CSEs. So, CSE is actually a good thing. Oh, Okay. Oh, so we're confused on the acronym so, then. Yeah. It's gotcha. just, yeah. So CSE is giving its actual sex, sex education. It's Compre- just, comprehensive. It's comprehensive. Okay. So it's, it is actually pro-LGBT. Oh, but, okay. okay. And it's pro-sex and sex health. And, um, but the people that are pro-life are saying, oh, well, you can't be using condoms and stuff. So you got to be... You got to teach about just no sex at all. That's what it is. So that always works because nobody has hormones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, let's see. Meanwhile, South Africa's education department has accused an anti-CSE alliance that, that includes the South African group Family Policy Institute, a close ally of FWI, of misrepresentation of facts after they used fake leaked lesson plans that include sexually graphic material to agitate parents against CSE. It's just like what you're saying. Like it's the, those fetuses that they were, those pictures mm-hmm. of born fetuses that they were um, on that brochure or whatever that you got. Oh, it's so, it makes that me insane. Of- yeah. It makes me insane. Like I have seen actual matter from an abortion, like in a scientific regard, and it is not a, form like you it's looks like cobwebs like there's no there's no little chubby cheeks like it makes me infuriated (laughs) it makes me so infuriated like it's just fear-mongering and it's graphic and it's oh uh, they legally they're not supposed to be able to leave that on private property but nobody stops them so all right so departmental spokesperson elijah malanga said that more than a third of girls and boys experienced sexual violence before the age of 17, which was why the department had introduced age-appropriate education that builds resilience, confidence, and assertion among young people who often do not know when they are being violated by sexual predators. That's a so good that's thing, good. though. Like, yeah. Teach children how to be, like, appro- like when they're being, like, boundaries. Like, 
when they're being violated by Mm -hmm. adults and that adults don't have rights to their bodies just because they're bigger and yeah yeah like my young one who likes to run buck ass naked through my house screaming it's my body and i don't want you to touch it and put my underwear on (laughs) and like kudos to him for having boundaries but also you're (laughs) fucking naked please oh i love him he's a vibe (laughs) he's the worst like he's so strong and so independent he's gonna do great things but he's going to kill me in the process like i just i'm are you going to survive this i don't know (laughs) i don't know i'm sorry to all our neighbors who have seen him so naked so often (laughs) it's my body you can't touch it if i say no i mean yeah yeah it's true but FWI, which was founded by Sharon Slater, a Mormon mother of seven, is campaigning to ban CSE in at least seven, at least ten African countries, including through its Stop CSE website, which hosts petitions against sex education. <laughs> FWI and its supporters push abstinence-only sex education and claim that CSE is abortion, promiscuity, and LGBT rights education. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, there's nothing wrong. With supporting young people who have... Like what's wrong with empowering people to make their own decisions about their bodies? Seriously. Seriously like, yeah. And um, you can teach abstinence, and you can also teach like that there's like safe sex options. Because people, kids have hormones, <laughs> teenagers have hormones, and so... Shocking, I know. It's got to go somewhere, you know, and they're not going to be like... <laughs> Their little know, factory has started up, so... you got to do that. Yeah. Stop that. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> you can also teach them control, self-control and everything, everything but like... Well, and it's a respect thing, too. Only, like, it's not the only way to teach no. about sex education. <laughs> exactly. And you can teach that, like, sex is a good thing. Sex is a beautiful thing when it's in the right place with the right yeah. person at the right time. Like, yeah, I... Ability and that the, you, if you make that decision to have sex, these are the consequences that could happen to you. Mm-hmm. So, and but then it's up to you if you want to take those on upon yourself. Exactly. Like just a little bit of bodily an- autonomy is like all we ask for. It's all we ask yeah. for. Yeah. Uh, Natumbo Nandi, n- n- I don't know. Natumbo somebody anyway namibia's minister for international relations who is also the country's deputy prime minister which probably isn't the case anymore because it's three years ago i don't know it's the latest african politician to echo the views of the anti-cse movement in june she urged her country not to renew the esa commitment on cse and youth-friendly sexual and reproductive health services i'm just i'm just confused why countries who have like have poverty issues or like yeah let's just have even more babies born with um in you know bad situations yeah which i mean that gets a little it also gets you can go the other way with like china how they're like oh no what was it you they didn't want girls yeah yeah now they have an over populace of women of men of men yeah and so like because they tried to control it so much that now they're like they don't have women mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah if you like kill an entire generation of women guess what happens <laughs> like yeah. oh my god uh let's see the 2013 commitment which is supported by UNAIDS, unesco and unfpa aims to help young people avoid unwanted pregnancies HIV infection and sexual violence and involves all 21 countries in the East and Southern African region. So I do know that HIV is a huge problem in Africa, but like, Mm -hmm. so I I get that they're like, they're coming at this from a perspective of like, this is a epidemic that has been going on. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, there's different ways to do it. And also like America has like, we have prep and we have all sorts of stuff that's mm-hmm. like helping making incredible moves on curing HIV and AIDS. So like, why mm-hmm. aren't we just sharing that with them? I don't know. Like <laughs> I just listened to a podcast based on, there's a documentary called patient zero, mm-hmm. um, which is about Gaetan. He's like considered like the first man with HIV, which is a complete misnomer and is actually not the case. And it was so incredibly interesting to learn, like, how misinformation spread. 
it was just insane about how it was just so it was heartbreaking just to hear about like them calling it like the gay cancer and oh Mm -hmm. it killed me it killed me and just to think that like sorry to have the no to have like the american government to completely ignore this thing happening to gay men especially and um because it was and it didn't become a thing like it didn't they didn't even like acknowledge it until rock hudson died like it was mm-hmm. like somebody big and important or like a big celebrity had to die from it yeah. before they even were like oh i guess this is a bad thing yeah yeah after like thousands of gay men had died already like just like i listened flights. to the voice of like reagan's like press secretary be asked like what are you doing about the quote gay cancer and he was like i have no idea what you're talking about like Thousands of people are dying. It's an epidemic. And you just are going to be like, oh, I don't. And then there was like laughter and stuff. He's like, is that a thing? Like, is that a thing going around? It was it was so heartbreaking. Yeah. Anyways, and just to think like, like HIV is such a horrible disease and it's taking out so many people in these countries and it's still stigmatized mm-hmm. and it's terrible. Like, it's not just gay men that are dying from it. Like. My grandma yeah. had to get tested because she had a blood transfusion. Like, yeah. One thing that's come of that, though, like with um, the gay community especially, is we're very health, uh, sex conscious about that. Like, we're very oh, yeah. protective. We're very, like, because of the trauma from HIV and AIDS in our community, we've beca- we've it's been ingrained in us to just, we have to be safe. And Absolutely. so there's more, there's actually more cases of HIV outside of the gay community now than there are mm-hmm. within it. Because straight people don't ask questions. Yeah. Like I was a weirdo because I would ask my like sexual partners, like when was the last time you were tested for like, we called them STDs back then. I don't know what they call them now, but STD, STD, STD. I, I was like a weirdo and guys would think I was such a freak and I'd be like, I'm not putting my health at risk because you're yeah. a jackass. Like, uh-uh. Just for, just, for, also for, just for like three pumps. Like, yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Like, I was a stickler about it and I was such a weirdo. Like, guys would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'd be like, oh, too bad then. Like, it was very eye opening for me when I started like becoming sexually active and like uh, talking to gay men and they would like, they would ask me straight up, when was the last time you were tested? I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So and it's good. Like, it's and not I a thing that now. we learned as kids. Like we had no sexual no. education whatsoever. Like I remember no. sitting in health class, or I think we called it like Com Twenty or something. It was like, like a health and life. I don't even know what. But there was like a bowl of condoms in the classroom, and I remember this girl who I still talk to to this day every once in a while, being outraged that how dare they have condoms in our school nobody in the school is having sex that's just asking people to have sex and i was like (laughs) how many girls are walking down the hallway with like bellies right now because they're pregnant yet nobody's having sex like are you blind and stupid (laughs) i remember just like yelling at her in class i don't know why the teacher didn't kick me out probably because i never said anything until that like day when i just like snapped (laughs) I was like, you're stupid if you don't think people in the school are having sex. Like, shut up. Um, shut up. <laughs> like, where's this dumb bitch juice that you're drink- drinking? Because, Seriously. Listeners, by the way, I don't know. Before we started recording, Dusty was saying how happy she was because she was high on endorphins. And now I've brought <laughs> up. Now I'm enraged. <laughs> Hulk smash. <laughs> um. Open Democracy has seen Nandi Nadite, I don't know how to say her last name, Nandi Nadite was, I don't know, let's take it for what it is, I tried, correspondence in which she (laughs) said, while there may be positive aspects in the CSE program, Namibia Namibia should steer away from programs that border on elements that may be considered illegal. According to laws inherited from colonial days, sexual relations between men are illegal in the country. Colonial days. Mm-hmm. When it was okay to own a person as property. Yeah, colonial days when yeah, when slavery was mm-hmm. cool. Good yeah. choice, everybody. You also sent <laughs> telegrams rather than emails. I don't know if I want to go down this avenue, but 
it just makes I you mean, think like the, the white supremacy, like obviously white supremacy, but like mm-hmm. if it's um, she's what they're doing is appeasing their abuser. They're appeasing their abuser is the white men yes. who have from colonial days, yep. uh, like hundreds of years ago when they started when they came and took their people, and they're appeasing those that aspect still. And it's interesting to see that there's people. It's just like have you ever seen Django? Django and Chain. Oh yeah, part, parts of it. I found it, it made me very uncomfortable. To, it's like, a very uncomfortable movie. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character is that he's a enslaved man, but he is um, kind of like one of a higher slave. Like he's right. Yeah. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's right hand man, and he becomes like actually worse to the his yep. slave counterparts, enslaved counterparts than even the white people. Yeah. And this is exactly that kind of thing that it happens in the black community everywhere. Like um, you got these politicians, like the uh, GOP is like, they always have like a token black person. That's like, Oh, well we're not racist people because we got this person. We have a black friend. Yeah. Black friend. Mm-hmm. And like what they are saying about us, they're saying where they're saying we're okay. And they're saying you're wrong. So <laughs> I know we all have like ingrained racism in our bloodstreams. Like we just have to accept yeah. it and we just have to do better. Like there's, I, I find people are like that say I'm not racist to be a red flag. Because oh, we all we all have racist undertones. We do. Oh yeah. You know, just, just as being part of the, a white person. And it's interesting Ugh. to see that there are uh, pro-white black people. You know, yeah. there's they still and it's like appealing to your abuser basically. Yeah. The psychology well, it's, behind it's that like is Mormon women <laughs> that are like, we need to only support our men, and we don't want a voice at the table. It's the same. It's, it's the those, internal it's, misogyny. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's internalized racism, it's internalized misogyny, it's ugly and I hate it. Honestly, the more I learn about stuff, the more I realize it all goes back to like racism and white supremacy. Like everything in our systems yeah. are built on that. And that's... It's systemic, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's systemic problems that will never be resolved until we completely change the way we do things. And our entire like way of life is shaken up. Yeah. Because I was even, I was talking to an indigenous individual talking about how, like, we have Truth and Reconciliation Day here. And they were like, Truth and Reconciliation is still a continuation of colonialism because, okay, great, you're talking about the fact that you completely took out our country and our, how are you going to reconcile that? Are you going to get on ships and leave? Like, it's still, it's still a problem. It's a systematic yeah. problem. Uh all right, so the minister's letter echoes what FWI's Slater, Sharon Slater, our Mormon founder, said in recent Ugh. webinars of Kenyan and Zam- Zambian leaders. She urged them to withdraw from the ESA commitment, remove CSE from their schools, and get UN agencies, International Planned Parenthood Federation, and foreign governments out of your sex ed. Is she white, this Sharon Slater? I keep wanting oh, to say yeah. Karen Slater, which is an author. So why does this white American woman have any power over these African countries? Because she's part of the UN, because she's um, her organization has become integrated with the UN. So it's um, Is it like Angelina Jolie, like an ambassador for the UN? Like, I yeah. feel like it's just, okay, great, cool, you work with the UN. But like, what is your actual qualifications to be advising leaders of countries? Oh, we're actually going to get into that. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. So, open democracy <laughs> made... <laughs> you're ahead of me. Open democracy made several requests for a comment from Nandi Nadaitwa, but aside from confirming that she had written the letter, she did not respond to questions. So, all right. So, this week, open democracy revealed that 28 U.S. Christian right organizations, many closely likely linked to the Trump administration, have spent more than $280 million globally to influence laws, policies, and public opinion against sexual and reproductive rights. So it all comes back to the money. Of course it does. Um, outside the United States, these groups spent more money in Africa, at least $54 million, than anywhere else in the world except Europe. Despite its involvement in the policies of several African countries, FWI has not invested greatly in Africa. In 2018, less than $3,000 of its $730,000 budget was spent in Africa, according to financial filings with the U.S. authorities. Um, however, the group has access to African dim- diplomats at the UN in New York, where it has observer status at the Economic and Social Council. Slater also chairs the Conservative UN Family Rights Caucus, 
Between 2014 and 2018, FWI spent more than 465000 on the Global Family Policy Forum, which is what it calls its annual training program in the U.S. for African investors. FWI's Africa director, Siom Antonios, who is based in Addis Ababa, oh my God, Addis Ababa, where the African Union is also headquartered, is a well-known anti-LGBT activist. He is notorious for declaring that homosexuality is an abomination and Africa will be the graveyard for homosexuals. Moamba, uh. the Zambibi- Zambian ambassador, told Open Dom- Democracy that FWI is also pursuing observer status at the AU, which is the African, the African Union. So that's, they're just, they have observer status, so they're able to go to the meetings. They're able to have a voice at the table with right. the UN ambassadors. Make connections and mm-hmm. and they have money. And also, yeah, they have money, so they probably push their agendas with them. Um, Jadida Jadida Mina, executive director of the Kenyan NGO Trust for Indigenous Culture and Health, says that between 2010 and 2015. The anti-LGBT movement in Africa was largely white evangelicals from the U.S., such as Family Watch International and the World Congress of Families, WCF. The WCF is a U.S. and Russia-led international religious conservative network. But, she says, now it is morphing with new African actors. The conversation is the same, but the actors have changed. These organizations are all fronted by Africans, but the messaging is the same, especially in regard to CSE, which they claim sexualizes children, encourages them to have sex, and turns them gay. So CSA turns them gay. Oh my god! The conversation we're having in America right now, and probably even in Canada, like we're it's a global conversation. We're having schools being so monitored and so um, like teachers can't talk about anything, like. Don't say gay. They don't say gay, Bill. And they can't even say if they have a partner without getting fired. Like it's yeah. ridiculous. It's so, oh my god. I can't. I just. I cannot. I cannot. Well, and it's interesting now that I think about this. This was three years ago, and now we're still seeing. Like it's just getting worse and worse. This yeah, is where just, the ball started rolling. Was in like they start pushing it globally, and now it's like coming centrally over here, and becoming a big problem over here. So I don't understand the purpose of it all like why are yeah. why are we in this <laughs> why couldn't imagine getting up in the morning and having that much passion to hate someone or a group of people like right. that just must be like how do you live with yourself with that much like ugh, inside of you i yeah. mean i guess to them they think it's like a righteous cause but like yeah. don't get it it, it just the energy it must take to just even live that way. Yeah, right. I would need something stronger than coffee. <laughs> maybe they maybe they're on cocaine. I don't. know. They might be. Yeah. Whatever Blippi uh, takes every morning. <laughs> For my parent friends out there. <laughs> this has now become an anti-Blippi podcast. <laughs> oh my God. I'm anti-Blippy. I better, you know, start advocating against him and his entire life and everything about him in the color orange. Yeah. Send propaganda. Yeah. Put bro- brochures around like your neighborhood. Start start telling all the neighbors that like Blippy is Satan incarnate. And... <laughs> uh, so there's oh, yeah. uh, resistance from grassroots movements. Um, African officials of opposition. CSE is pitting them against young grassroots activists on the continent, including student movements. Luciano Kambala, Secretary General of African Youth and Adolescence Network and the executive member of the Namibia National Students Organization, says the attack on CSE is worrisome at a time when there are high rates of GBV, gender-based violence, and rape in the country, the very things CSE seeks to address. We will do whatever we can to ensure that CSE remains on the curriculum. We have seen the positive results, and we will do whatever we can to protect it. There has been no consultation about the review of CSE, added Kambala. Some opponents say parents must take up the responsibility for talking to the to. See, this is that conversation we're having now. Like, but, it's up to yeah. parents. It's up to the parents. It's up to the parents. You have to educate your own children. Yeah. I want to have the control of my own. How well has that been going for you? And also, yeah. like, how many of you have actually had uh, the sex talk from your parents ever? 
Mm. And have you had sex talk with your children? Have you actually spoken to them about this? Because yeah. if you haven't, where are they getting their education? From the internet? From which the is internet. much better. Or other friends, which is worse. Other friends, yeah. So they're And they're getting messaging from media where it's like, oh, I saw somebody just like push boundaries. And when that media was probably just like proving a point, like this is not what you're supposed to do. But they see it and they're like, oh, well, I can do that. I can... I can push boundaries. I can not, I don't have to ask for consent because they didn't do it on TV. Yep. Yeah. And I've never been told that I need to ask before I touch somebody else's body. And yeah. I need to make sure that people ask me before I, they touch my body. Yeah. Unless it's mom chasing me with underwear through the yard. Let's see, some opponents say parents must take up the responsibility for talking to their children about sex, but research shows that young people don't want this. It is taboo to speak to your parents about sex. Uh, UNESCO's health and education chief, Christopher Castle, said, With comprehensive sexuality education, children and young people learn to treat each other with respect and dignity from an early age, know who to trust and consult when confused about their bodies, relationships and values, learn what it is right and safe for them, and how to avoid coercion and to uphold human dignity, equality, love, and kindness. Oh, raising empathetic people that know how boundaries work and how... To and who to go to, and they don't have to trust people just because they're your parent or just because you're, you know, learning who to trust is an important aspect of this. Like, and and if you yeah. if your teacher is the only safe space you feel like you have, then that's good that you have a safe space that's to be yeah. able to speak the speak these things and yeah. be able to get the help that you need. Like Absolutely. a trans child in a elementary school that feels like, hey, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl, you know, and like. Uh, they vocalize that to their teacher because they can't vocalize it at home because they might get beat by their parents. Yeah, exactly. Or their parents are just going to make them feel like, you know, terrible, like terrible they're about themselves. Satan yeah. and they're sinful and yeah. that there's something wrong with them. In response to how Intel re- reconciles its inclusive policy towards LGBTQ people with Greg Slater's, that's, Sharon Slater's husband, who's also oh, Mormon. Just the dream team. Yeah, in res- um, its inclusive policy towards LGBTQ people with Greg Slater's activities for FWI, Intel spokesperson Patricia Oliviero Lauderdale said that the company remains committed to a diverse workforce and inclusive culture, which are key to Intel's evolution and driving forces of its growth. I think he needs to be fired, but... <laughs> I 100% think he needs to be fired. I, uh, if you're making this much of an impact on like global anti-LGBT people things, then policies, yeah. and then you're, but then you're being paid by Intel, who is pro-LGBTQ. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that can't. <laughs> those two things shouldn't be able to exist together. Yeah. Yeah. I. Oh, uh, it just it drives me crazy. Like the amount of like we have um, a trans individual in our town who was fired from two separate businesses in our town because they are trans. And it's just like, what? Mm. Like that goes against our charter of rights. Like that's some legal shit that they are going to stir up and have some serious problems with their business licenses. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I don't understand why they would hold to their personal values and put their business at risk that way. That just seems really stupid. Uh, at the end of that article, they do say that Intel uh, was saying that people are allowed to have their own beliefs outside of the company, but as long as they treat their fellow employees with respect. Could you imagine being a gay man working with him at a company, knowing no. that on the weekends he's having like these rallies and meeting with people about how LGBTQ is a sin and is... Yeah. Could you imagine? And then no. sharing a cubicle with him, you'd be like, fuck no. off. I'd, I'd feel unsafe and also like yeah. angry. <laughs> yeah. Like, why does he get to be here? Like, yeah. no, I think it's fine to like have your own beliefs. Oopsie. But when you um are actively like going out of your way to like cause problems in your spare time against people, I don't know. I just... Yeah. There has to be a level. There has to be a level of like, okay, you can go to church and hate gay people on the weekend. But then there's a level of like, you are like at the UN talking to like leaders of countries. Like that's an extreme. That's not, that's not just a personal belief. Like that's him actively. I don't know. I just think it's at a level where he shouldn't be allowed to do both. Oh, I, I 100%. 
agree. Ah, it's like see. it's like some of our you know people who are trying to be in government are platforming and then they go to like white supremacy meetings on the weekend. You shouldn't be allowed to be in government and then hate people. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. It's not a personal belief. That's like a problem. Exactly. Um, let's see. So this is from their FAQ on F uh, family watch international. They have a big red banner. That's like, get the facts on Uganda because they're trying to PR it. There's their way out of this. Um, and this is more recent. So, um, due to the many false reports about Family Watch International's activities in Uganda, FWI is providing the following facts to clarify the misinformation. How did Family Watch International become involved in Uganda? I was going to go into that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go. That they can, their side can fuck off. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> We're very biased on this podcast. We do not so give they, both sides. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I've already given their their side that they are. Um, I mean, we don't need to know their side. Like they are. They, all we need to know is that they P, tried to PR it and make it sound like it's not as bad as it is, but it's incredibly terrible. And um, so this is from LGBTQ Nation, where they. Um, and this is recent. This is May two thousand twenty-three. Uh, this is from Rachel Meadow. Um, but it's written by Alex Bollinger, but he's like talking about well, like Rachel Meadow and um, how she talked about FWI. Yeah, um, I love U- Rachel Meadow. Me too. Uh, the Uganda par- Parliament has killed it, has passed its Kill the Gays bill a second time after President Yaori Museveni sent it back for reconsideration, and in a segment on her show out. Out MSNBC host Rachel Maddow made clear the connection between U.S. anti-LGBTQ plus Christian activists and the Uganda law, which she's giving them a lot of credit because they're not Christian. I mean, <laughs> they're Mormon. Just say it. Uh, it is good that you rejected the pressure from the Imperials, Museveni said in a statement as he sent the bill back to the Parliament, Parliament for strengthening. But it turns out that the bill has at least partly been influenced by U.S. activists and is a result of foreign pressure, not just a rebuke of it. If signed into the law, the Anti-Homosexuality Act would make aggravated homosexuality a capital crime and imposes a life sentence for recruitment, promotion, and funding of same-sex activities, quote-unquote. Yeah, the proposed law is the first to make identifying as LGBTQ plus a crime. So, yeah. (laughs) The bill got overwhelming support in Parliament earlier this year, with one lawmaker even saying that it doesn't go far enough and advocating for castration for queer men to prevent them from having sex in prison. What? Yeah. I don't know if they know this, but straight men have sex in prison, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Maddow discussed the group Family Watch International on her show, an SL- SPLC-designated hate group based in Arizona that pushed for extreme measures in that state, including a bill to ban discussions of LGBTQ plus people in schools, which we've seen. Then she pointed out the close ties between Family Watch International and Uganda, like Family Watch International President Sharon Slater's. Then she pointed out the close ties between Family Watch International and Uganda, like Family Watch International President Sharon Slater's close relationship with, with Museveni's wife, Janet Museveni. So Museveni is the, remember, the, um, the president? No, who is it? Uganda, uh, yeah, President Yaori Museveni. So Janet, she's has a close relationship with Museveni's wife, Janet Museveni, and Uganda MP Martin Sempa, one of the most enthusiastic supporters of the Kill the Gays bill. I I can't believe that it's called that. That's so horrible. Could you imagine living in a country that had a bill called that? No, no. Oh, my God. Imagine the terror and the trauma of, and feeling like, like it's bad enough, like in America, where before... Even now, like, it's hard, but, like, before, like, during the don't say, the um, don't ask, don't tell, like, that kind of, but it wasn't like your life was on the line if you got No, caught. yeah, it was just ramifications for your in career and livelihood and imprisonment, yeah. 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 Like, this is some, like, Nazi bullshit of, like, hmm? rounding up and killing Jews and black people and... See, and I don't think we're focusing enough on this because this is a lot of stuff that's... It's coming over here. Oh, like it will, yeah. We're seeing this movement over here, and this is where it could end up if we aren't, like, if it's not stopped. Um, 
not to be like a doom doomsdayer, but like I'm just like it's just it's, it's just the reality of it though. Yeah. And it's a daily reality for me as a gay man that I just I'm like, oh cool. And I uh sometimes I joke like I'm like, what's it gonna be today? But it's like it's fucking terrifying. Like it's so fucking terrifying to see these states like Tennessee and yeah, they're focusing on anti drag and stuff, but that's just the beginning. That's where they Well, they have to start somewhere, right? They can't just come out and say we're just gonna kill gay people. They have to slowly build up until it's to the point where that's just the next logical step and everybody's just become used to it. And so, yeah, of course. Yeah. Unfortunately, people become so desensitized to what's happening around them that they no longer like it's it's like when you guys have mass shootings in the States, everyone's so desensitized to it that it's not even like an uproar anymore. It's just on the news blinker at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. And we we talk about it for like a few like a week maybe if it's a big one and then we um, but then there's we, another one so then you then just change gears and talk about that one like there's the debate of gun laws and then it just disappears and then another thing happens and yeah. then um and it's just a con- consistent cycle and they're just like oh well we're not going to do anything i guess i don't know like uh, it's yeah. really frustrating and it's frustrating to see also these anti-gay laws happening anti-lgbtq laws happening and nobody seems to be giving a fuck yeah, I just—it's funny how the people who are like, "Oh, guns don't kill people," are also the same people who are like, "Having a pride flag will make my child gay." Like, yeah, it literally. I'm sorry, inanimate sense. objects can't do anything to who you are as a person. You have to pick up the gun. Like, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I recently had the honor of meeting Miss Sharon Slater. Ugh. President of Family Watch International and her team, Janet Museveni, tweeted last month they attended the first African Regional Interpar- Interparliamentary Conference. Jesus, that's a mouthful. In Uganda, focusing on global challenges that threaten African families and values. It's the nuclear family that they're threatened by, but threatened. They're so victimized. Oh my goodness! Oh Everybody's my out to take away our family values. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what okay. you do in your own home. So why don't you just leave everybody the fuck alone? Yeah. Like the, the nuclear family is not going anywhere. It's not. No. No. I mean. And if it does, okay. Like, well, maybe as a society, we just decide that families aren't supposed to be one cookie cutter way. You know, like, it's just. Exactly. Why and does a family maybe... have to be a mother and a father and like two and a half children? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, like, and until. We stand up and help like single moms and single dads and grandparents that are raising their children. Like that's oh, oh I can't I can't even get into it. Okay. No, that's fine. I um <laughs> well speaking of like the Twitter trolls, like that's all they, they talk about, like the nuclear family's dying and nanny nanny nanny. I'm like, I don't give a Because fuck. you can't like, be I'm... a nuclear family. You cannot in today's society have a stay-at-home yeah. mom and a dad that goes and works a nine to five and then comes home and has supper with his kid, two and a half kids with a white pick effect. It is not realistic. We no. cannot afford to buy homes. We cannot afford to buy groceries. We cannot afford to, uh, you know, put our children in education programs and then after school activities. Like it's impossible to have a nuclear family in today's society unless you have buckets of money and are a white affluent family. Exactly. Here, here. Thank you. Thank you. I am. Um, ah. Speaking of, that just makes me think of how they're, the GOP is now making moves to take away uh, free lunches for the kids. Like of course, of across course. the board, not yeah. just like, not just uh, low income children, but like no everybody, everybody, yeah. Because uh, of course that we need children to be hungry at school, yeah. so they can't concentrate, so they can't learn, so they just become these dumb little robots that just do whatever they're told because they have no fight in their systems anymore because they're exhausted and hungry. Yeah, great, yeah. perfect, perfect. And you got those families that are depending on that. You know, yeah. to uh, like, oh, at least my child will get one full meal. You know, like we're we're scraping by. They'll get one full meal at school. Like I can give them something in breakfast, give them a little bit of something at dinner, but like they'll yeah. get one good full meal at lunch because it's a free lunch. <laughs> it's not I a just, handout. It's not. No, a, it's, it should be. It's part of their. It should be part of the school system. Yes, it should <sighs> be. I can't. I can't. I cannot even. I cannot even with. 
I, oh, it enrages me. It enrages me. The people <laughs> that have more money than God are the ones that are like, we should be spending money on children eating at school. That's stupid. Well, no, you're yeah, stupid. They're so fucking out of touch with reality, with uh, how people are living day to day that they don't understand that that's a necessity. Yeah. Like even like our government gave us from for six months, we got a hundred dollars per child to help with like um, inflation. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, OK, my grocery bill has doubled in the last year, but two hundred dollars <laughs> is going to that's OK, yeah. cool. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thank you. So uh, Janet Museveni also said that she and Slater discussed concern about the imposition of harmful practices like homosexuality. Oh, it's a harmful practice. Oh, my God. In March of this year, just weeks ago, this Arizona group was one of the key organizers of the conf- of a conference in Uganda that hosted lawmakers, that hosted elected officials from more than a dozen countries in Africa. Maddow said Law- lawmakers from more than a dozen countries gathered in Uganda and promised that in their home countries they would push legislation against the sin of homosexuality. Maddow said that the parliament is going to reconsider the bill today. It did, and it passed the bill largely unchanged. Yes, the Biden administration has already spoken out about this bill, but if they are going to turn up the heat on this, if they are really going to try to use their influence to stop this, the time is now. The time is right now, Rachel Meadow said. I just, I don't understand. Like, there's sanctions against Russia because they're killing people in the Ukraine. Why are we not sanctioning people who are killing homosexual people in Africa? Who knows? I don't know. Like, like, like what makes a life worth fighting for? Because yeah. I'm sure a lot of those Ukrainians are LGBTQ. Oh, so yeah. why? Why? Like, what's yeah. the difference? People are dying. Why aren't we helping? Because it's a mass scale because we're scared of Russia and we're not scared of Africa. Like, I don't make it make sense to me. Anyways. It doesn't make sense. Well, in Africa, I mean, there's um, there's more... It comes down to oil too, with like the Russia stuff. Is like there's oh, just yeah. the fight over the oil and Africa. They're just like, eh, well, what can you really provide us? I don't. As honestly, like yeah, it's, that's it's, probably it. Yeah, they're not know. a big export nation, I guess. I don't know. I maybe, I, I maybe I'm wrong on that. I have no idea. But yeah, I'm not educated enough on that whole. I mean, in general, I'm not educated enough. But <laughs> that's just a blanket statement. <laughs> Uh, Latter-day Liz, um, that's the handle for this person, what's her name? Kate Maurer. She's really good. Follow her Instagram. Um, I hope I got their pronouns correct. She, I'm just going to go with they. They will just do that. Um, They say, this morning I received word that the founder of a Ugandan trans-Christian ministry helping Ugandan unhoused trans people get food and shelter I've been working with was arrested under the new Ugandan law. You might remember that you donated to help these trans women in the ministry two months ago. So she had like a donation from her followers, from their followers. The penalty for this crime is life imprisonment, or as the new law passed on May 29th now allows the death penalty. The sadness and rage I feel in my heart is out of love and a reaction to blatant injustice. I am allowed my rage because it fuels my movement towards justice. Latter-day Saints are at the center of this law. Sister Sharon Slater, and I will refer to her as such until she is excommunicated from this church, has been celebrated by the BYU Law School for her pro-family efforts in Africa, especially Uganda and Ghana, the two countries with LGBTQ plus groups I've communicated with the most. Many news outlets and organizations are reporting on the link between Sister Slater's organization, FWI, of which she is the president, and Ugandan president, Yauri Museveni. FWI has a link on the front of their page to deny their involvement, which is what I was talking which i was going to share but i'm not going to but it only incriminates them more saying that they insisted insisted a clause be written in for anyone who has unwanted same-sex attraction wonder where i've heard that ssa language before same-sex attraction to be spared from the law eradication of queer people is also conversion therapy as is assimilation to cishet normativity, not just calls for the genocide of our physical bodies, but calls for the genocide of the queerness more broadly. She said, they say, I'm angry. I'm so angry. There are LGBTQ plus Mormons everywhere. This is continued eradication of us from our communities, homes, and earth life. LGBTQ plus Mormons are not just within the Mountain West. We live the whole globe over, and our own religious siblings are fighting to eradicate, eradicate us everywhere. That's actually where I 
found this story was from Latter-day Les. Um, they post a lot of really good... Um, I do think that they are still maintaining their uh, relationship with the church, and they still consider themselves Mormon. But the um, just the way they said it, it's like it's an eradication of LGBTQ plus people, and that's what it... That's, that's the crux of it, is they're just trying to... these these groups and organizations are trying to just eradicate us from. Which makes no sense because you can't eradicate <laughs> something that happens in nature. Like yeah. you can eradicate an illness, uh-huh. but being gay is not, being queer is not an illness. It's just right. who you are. So, so you're going to kill all these gay people and then they're never going to be gay people. That's not how that works. No, it's always, there's always going there's to be gay. There's always people. going to be gay. There's always has been. There always will be like, you can't, <laughs> We had talked about this before with like the um, it comes like the white supremacy of it all and how there wasn't the binary until white supremacy, like uh, white supremacists and colonials, um, colonialism imposed by the binary on these cultures and systems that already believed in non-binary belief. They had non-binary individuals. They it was well in their culture, like thousands of years be- prior. So they, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So they've been there since the beginning of time. You can go back clear into ancient civilizations and see remnants of queer and non-binary people. And yet all of a sudden, like it's okay to just like eradicate them. I don't, I don't. Yeah. I don't understand what they, what their end game is. It just, it doesn't make sense. Well, and I think part of it might be that they've, they can no longer go after the people with different color skin. So now they're going to go after people with different sexualities and gender identities. So it's, it's the same, same thing. But just they just have to hate somebody. They just have to flavor. hate yeah. someone. I, can imagine. <sighs> I mean, I hate Blippi, but like, I don't want <laughs> bad things to happen to him. I just want him to like, <laughs> <laughs> don't have to be so loud all the time take a nap take a nap Just, yeah <laughs> a little less coke and <laughs> yeah uh, and my kids love him and learn things from him so i gotta respect the guy yeah <sighs> it's fine you can respect him but you don't have to love him <laughs> i don't love him i don't love him but i have to respect that like my kid can like understands the alphabet and can like he goes up to signs and points at all the letters and knows what they are oh. because of fucking Blippi. <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> uh, how are those endorphins <laughs> feeling now after all that? I might need to go work out again. I'm full of feelings. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just I think it's important, especially I mean, it is Pride Month, and so um, it was important to point out some, like, there's, it's just interesting to me. I had no idea that there was this, like, huge organization that's founded yeah. by a Mormon, and that's they're legit, just a legit, hate group. Yeah. Yeah. And all, all the way in Arizona, and they, they're making impacts in Africa. Yeah. That are like they're essentially they are responsible for the deaths and imprisonments of LGBTQ plus people in a whole different continent, and it's disgusting. And the way it's making waves over into our country and over here, and the like, is just it's terrifying. But yeah, it it's is. important That's to talk about horrible. and at least be aware of. Hope everybody's well, having a happy Pride Month and being safe. And right. uh, he's known as Patient Zero for bringing AIDS to America. He was a... Um, uh, Gaetan Dugas. Duga. Thank you. Gaetan, yeah, yes. And so he, it talks about how he actually was like the first person to like help the CDC. like the AIDS super spreader. Yes, that's it, that's it, that's it, okay. that's it. Debunking, it's called debunking patient zero, right? Debunking the myth of patient zero. Okay. The AIDS super spreader. Yes, it's, Incredibly well done. His name is Gaetan Dugas. Yes, he is a French Canadian. Um, yeah, I think everybody 
Everybody needs to wash it. Watch. Wash it? Wow. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Everybody watch that. Um, yep. Also, I mean, if there's... I don't even know what the, how to end this. <laughs> right. Killing Patient Zero. It's a documentary that came out in 2018. Um, so yeah, Gaetan Dugas was openly gay in early 1980s. He contracted what was termed gay cancer. He provided blood samples and 72 names of his former sex partners. Dugas was demonized for his promiscuity and wrongfully identified as Patient Zero. So yeah, killing Patient Zero. It's incredible. No, it's not the... No, it's not debunking. The myth. No, it's killing Patient I, Zero. You were right. Patient you were right. I know. Something else <laughs> came up when I clicked on that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm the worst. No, but it's just... Yeah, it's a very... Um, just go watch it. It's very good. It's free with ads on YouTube. So. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> uh, happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride Month.